0: Hello everybody, welcome to this next episode of the Balanced Parent Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. And we're gonna be talking about a topic that is really important to me. And I think it's one that most parents have experienced. We're gonna be talking about the transition to parenthood and how in moving and shifting into becoming a parent, our identity shifts quite a lot. And so to help me with this conversation, I'm having a friend and colleague on who is gonna help us understand how we can transition into parenthood, become firmly rooted in our new identity and clarify our purpose and our passions um, so that we can live kind of full fulfilling lives all in the midst of doing this parenting thing. So please welcome to the show, Ashley Lyon. She is a coach for new moms who are struggling to figure out who they are in the midst of this new parenting journey. They're on hi, Uh, hi Ashley. Thanks for
1: coming. Yeah,
0: thank you for having me. Well, for sure. Yes, please tell us just a little bit more about who you are and what you do, and then we'll jump right in.
1: Yeah, so again, my name's Ashley Lyon, and I coach new moms so they can kind of find clarity around their purpose after they have a child. So A little about me. I had my son three years ago and I struggled a lot. (laughs) I had postpartum depression and anxiety and I really felt like I was just like going in motions and not really feeling inspiration or I was just kind of doing what I should be doing and just doing the steps of motherhood. And about a year and a half into my motherhood journey, I was kind of driving one day and I kind of just snapped in my head. It was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot keep living like this. I can't just feel dull inside. I can't have no passion. And I can't feel like I didn't feel like I had a personal identity. I Mm. felt like I was a mom. And that's all I was doing. So that kind of transitioned me into talking to other moms. And I realized that has happened to many moms. So they have really struggled with you know mental health even if it wasn't as extreme as postpartum depression or anxiety it was something like the hormone changes made them not feel like themselves so i kind of just started this journey of rediscovering myself I went and got Reiki done, which I would recommend for moms. And I found out that all of my chakras were very slow or completely closed off. And that just kind of sparked something in me that I just that's how I felt. I felt like I had no energy physically or spiritually.
0: (laughs) I totally resonate with what you're saying that, you know, that kind of that going through the motions, doing all the Mm -hmm. things, but not being fully present. And, you know, I don't know about for you or listeners, but for me, motherhood was something I was really looking forward to. From the time I was a child myself, I wanted to be a mom and then to move into parenthood and have it be really different than what I Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be, you know, really, you know, just a lot more grind and a lot less joy than I really thought it was going to be. And so I think lots of us have experienced exactly what we're talking about here. And so Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like you started figuring it out, figuring out what do I need to do to feel better in this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I kind of just at that point, I felt so lost that I was just like, okay, you know, I'm just going to start making baby steps. I'm just going to trust the signs that are coming to me trust my intuition and just start moving forward, start doing something. So I actually went on a retreat, a little weekend retreat. And there was a coach there and she had us do some journaling exercises. And I just randomly wrote down like, look up postpartum doula. So I did. And I felt that was a sign. And I got my doula certification. I learned so much about the physical aspects of becoming an emotional aspects of becoming a mom. And it just all made sense that this is the path I need to start taking to helping moms really stop feeling so alone when they have those thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I thought I was just supposed to be in love. I thought this was going Mm -hmm. to be natural. And it's just not a lot of times. So I just really started taking baby steps and following any signs that I needed
0: to do. That's awesome. I feel like most people don't know this about me, but I was a postpartum doula for a couple of years too. I don't think
1: I even knew that. No, I
0: don't. It's not a part of my, you know, I didn't do it for very long. It was something Mm -hmm. that I did like right after I left academia, I got certified and did, you know, worked with a couple of families. And I realized like, as I was working with the families, what I was really doing was parent coaching. Like that's what Mm -hmm. I was doing. And so that I just stopped doing the postpartum part and just kept doing the coaching part. Yeah, Um, that's
1: kind of where I am too. I am so grateful for, you know, getting my certification. I learned so much, but it kind of just made me realize that a lot of times women lose their identity along the way. So I want to help with that.
0: Can (laughs) we talk a little bit about what we mean by that? Because I know uh, that when I became a mom, the word that's captures how I felt was untethered like I just Mm -hmm. felt like I was not no longer connected or grounded in anything that who I was before was gone and I wasn't really sure who I am now I knew like I'm this mom person and Mm -hmm. like and solely responsible in this huge amazing way for a human but what does that really mean and yeah you talk about like identity and you know mm-hmm. all transitions all life transitions carry with them an identity shift yeah you know? but the it, transition yeah. to motherhood there's very little support from making like navigating that identity shift.
1: I, I totally agree so your dna changes after you have a baby it like physically changes your hormones change you have all these physical things happening in your body. And you also have the pressure of a human is just relying on you 24 seven. Yeah,
0: um, I just wanna yeah. toss in here too. And so these identities and transitions that we're talking about are not just for families who've birthed a child who, who have been yes. through the physical change of giving birth to. There's lots of different ways a, a child can come into a family and any way a child comes into a family can mark a huge transition in a parent's life.
1: Yeah. And even when talking about the hormones, there are studies that, you know, that look at women who had a surrogate, women who didn't give birth, or even men who are adopting children and they actually have hormone changes too. Mm -hmm. And their oxytocin, you know, like that the same thing that happens to a mom when she gives birth, that happens to other parents too, even if they didn't physically give birth. So it definitely is like everyone <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that goes right. through these identity changes when they have a child or bring a child into their home. But a major thing, I think, with identity is that a lot of people don't talk about is the grief that comes with bringing children into their house. Mm. Um there is a whole process of grieving your old life not knowing what your new life is but just being sad about not being able to go to brunch with you know your girlfriends at a whim there's a never being
0: alone again that was like this is the thing that i was had to grieve so much as a new mom Mm -hmm. that i will never be alone again
1: (laughs) Yeah. You literally have to knock, lock the doors. And even when you do that, you probably have kids knocking and banging on it. Or even like
0: they're at school or at a friend's house. They're still on my mind and on my heart, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah.
1: So there's a whole through this identity shift, there's a whole grieving process, but you also have value shifts. Your values aren't the same. I think this is the first thing you need to look at when you are feeling that kind of dull feeling of not knowing, not being who you used to be and not knowing who you are now is kind of taking a deep dive and learning about your values again. So this means do I value You know, my confidence, all those little values that you might not even know that you need, you kind of need to take a second and do a deep dive and figure it out.
0: Yeah. So not to put you on the spot here right now, but are there any, you know, for listeners, if a listener wanted to do a little bit of journaling on this Mm -hmm. topic, are there some questions that you might ask yourself or think on?
1: Yeah, I think a major thing to think about is writing a few things, writing down what before baby lit you up. So what really inspired you and lit you up before baby? And then what inspires you now? And then kind of looking at that, and then also what you're good at. So what inspires you, what used to inspire you, and what you're good at? And kind of meshing those together to figure out what you need to do and kind of brainstorming ideas of looking at this list of things that I love and that inspire me and what I can do now that incorporate those. So you can kind of form this new identity that comes from your old self, your new self, and just inspiration in life.
0: Great. Thank you for that. What other parts of kind of as you move forward and construct this new identity, what are some of the challenges that moms face?
1: Yeah. So I work with the chakra system a lot in my program. And so there, when you have a baby, I find that there's a ton of blocks. So there's a ton of energetic blocks in your system. So for example, the throat chakra moms so often look on the internet or look to somebody else for answers Mm -hmm. uh, especially now so which is totally a great thing and a bad thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's you listeners you're here you're doing that
1: Yeah. But I mean, comparison, I guess. No, I Um, totally, I
0: totally, I'm just joking. (laughs) I hope my listeners know that I'm just messing around a little bit. Yeah.
1: But there is this, there's this intense
0: fear in new motherhood. And honestly, as my kids age, it doesn't go Mm -hmm. away. This sense of, am I doing it right? Like, how do I figure out if I'm doing it right? Let me look at all of these options. Look at all of these other examples of how other people are doing it and judge Mm whether I'm doing it right myself. It's a constant
1: practice
0: and self-reflection to be a parent in this Mm -hmm. modern age. But go ahead, sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that also puts a block in your throat chakra because you aren't using your own voice, your Mm -hmm. own intuition, obviously medically, like look for experts, but I always love to help moms practice following their own intuition about things, getting quiet and kind of seeing what it feels like to do one thing or another, and then follow your gut. So yeah, I kind of forget what the question no, was.
0: No, let's talk a little bit about intuition. Let's follow okay. our intuition yeah. here. <laughs> but you know, this is something I've been talking about with some friends and in, in some of my communities quite a lot lately. The This idea that what does it mean to follow your intuition and how, especially as women, you know, you and I are both identify as women, but especially as women, we have been conditioned to not listen to our intuition, our whole lives growing up. And now suddenly we're moms and we're supposed to magically know how to tune in and listen. So how can we, like, that's a given. Like, I think that that's just patriarchy. Patriarchy does not want women listening to themselves because we're incredibly wise and powerful when we do. I agree. It's scary, (laughs) you know? And so we've spent our lives learning to tune out our internal messages and cues and prioritize those of others mm-hmm. and so now as a mom you're inviting us to get quiet to slow down yeah. and turn within like how how do we do yeah. that how do we start to trust ourselves again when we've yeah. always heard growing up like no you really want that kiss from grandma you know no you need to eat you know more broccoli you're not full what you know we just it's constant barrage
1: mm-hmm. of
0: don't listen to yourself and now we need to listen to ourselves how do we learn yeah. to do that?
1: Well, it isn't overnight, and it does take practice, but it has, I think personally in my journey and from some clients I've helped, it takes journaling. It takes actually stopping and tuning in within and learning your values, learning actually what you want and not, you know, hearing something from your mother-in-law and just going with it. So I guess it also takes a lot of courage. Mm. A lot of times women do have intuition. They just Mm. might not listen To it, you know. So I think it takes a lot of courage to do that, to actually and boundaries. A lot of is coming up right now, (laughs) so I'm just like, no, go
0: there, go. So
1: yeah, courage definitely because you have to stand up for yourself and what you believe especially with your your new life and your children and like i said setting boundaries so not allowing other people to make your decisions and when somebody tells you to do something taking a second and being like would i do this on my own or am i just doing it because i should do it you know um Mm -hmm. so really I guess how you would learn is you just have to notice. You have to realize this is not making me feel good. This is not what I want to do. And then just trust that. Yeah. Trust it.
0: There's almost like a little like tingly sense you know that like sometimes when i talk to parents i'm like you've got a little bit of a spidey sense and you Mm -hmm. just need to start like tuning into it just listen to it just a little bit just on even small things yeah the more you do you'll be more and more open to its wisdom and to what it's saying to Mm -hmm. you and yeah yeah, i mean and so when you're saying this it, it is courageous but in order to be able to do this well it What I'm hearing you say is that you have to be really, really clear Mm -hmm. on your values, on your priorities, on what you want your motherhood to look like, what you, you know, the priorities and goals and values you have for your family and for your children Mm -hmm. as they age. And that having that clarity allow you to be firmly rooted and grounded and Mm -hmm. make decisions that are conscious as opposed to decisions that are kind of swayed by outside forces.
1: Exactly. And really also make decisions for yourself in your own individual life, because I think that is a lot of times what moms do feel or why moms do feel disconnected is because they are only focusing on their parenting and their relationship life. So making sure you have clear values and wants and needs personally, too, is yeah. so important to help moms feel like themselves again
0: oh my gosh yes ashley yes this is at the very core of like even just why i named the podcast what i named it because Mm -hmm. we so often you know we focus on parenting we focus on relationships but what about the person who's the constant in all of those places to be well balanced we have to have a good focus on ourselves too yeah
1: and also not even to mention I just think it's so crazy how a person is expected to have a baby, go on maternity leave, your whole life changes, and then go back to work and be the same person and enjoy the same things. Like nothing happened. I know, like (laughs) nothing happens. So like that, I think also brings up, I think having a child brings up this huge transitional phase that it's a huge opportunity to really figure out what you want to do in life. And a lot of people are scared to do to make shifts because they have a new baby. Financially, all of the, you know, going down into your root chakra, all of the really grounding things that you need to do and have when you have a newborn. But they also parents figure out that oh my gosh, this isn't really what lights me up anymore. It's not aligned with my core values anymore. So what do I do now? You know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, we're, we're kind of talking about new moms. But I went through a very similar transitional period as I became a mom of two as well. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, this transition and I think it's important to recognize, too, that oftentimes new parenthood is sandwiched between other transitions. So oftentimes people are becoming new parents pretty soon after they've become a couple, you know, become yeah. a married a wife or husband or they've made job changes. So Mm -hmm. my second child came into our family right after my husband and I had graduated from grad school, gotten really intense, stressful jobs in Mm -hmm. academia, and I had a car accident, kind of all within one calendar year. And that's a lot of transitions. And as I came out on the other side, like I did not care about hardly anything that I cared about before, Mm -hmm. other than my family. Yeah. And like loving talking about parenting and child development. Those Mm -hmm. were were the two constants. And that's what led me to quit my job as a professor. I I just couldn't get excited about my work anymore. And I was like, this is not I can't do this. And so luckily I was in a position to
1: coaches. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's why I think coaches are so important because they help you realize that well, usually you kind of know if you're gonna hire a coach, you kind of know there's like a something missing. There's work to or, do. There's yeah. work to do. And then you hire a coach and then you figure out, you know, the steps you need to take in order to live the life that you want to live. Because doing it alone, it's almost and having like a young child is like almost, you know, it's just like, you're just paused. Well, you know? and it's
0: not natural. Like that's not what is supposed to happen for new families new families are not supposed to be alone you know i think about my dear cousin who's like a sister to me transitioned into parenthood during this pandemic and like she has not been able to be mothered in the way that i wanted to mother Mm -hmm. her you know like at all we're not supposed to do this alone and you know normally you know holistically and like evolutionarily speaking we would become mothers within a family context where we're all In tight knit groups of sisters and cousins and aunts and grandmas all together. And the transition, I think, would have been quite a bit smoother for most of us had we had that.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's our birthright to have those things. Mm -hmm. And so, just it's the fact is that now we live in a world where we have to pay for it and get that village sense. And that's part of what coaching can be sometimes is part Mm -hmm. of calling in your village.
1: Exactly. I love that
0: yeah okay so actually i feel like this was a really fun conversation like is there just any last little nuggets that you for new moms or dads parents who are listening to this and are really still struggling and feeling like you know that they can't catch their breath and they they don't know who they are and they don't it just feels so like there's no end in sight do you have yeah. anything for them
1: Yes. So take any step, one (laughs) little step step. towards yourself, whether that is doing the journaling exercises that we said, which is figuring out what lit you up before, figuring out what lights you up now, and then figuring out things to incorporate that into your life. Start making tiny steps. And then also, if there are, you know, signs or if any type of like inspiration around you, take it and go with it. This doesn't have to be a huge, like I quit my nine to five job in a (laughs) week. You know, it could be like getting your yoga certification or, you know, like taking a class that really makes you excited. Just start really incorporating the things that light you up and help you feel inspired and happy. So yeah, I think that is just something that people are just in the thick of it can do just start incorporating things daily that really make you enjoy life more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And I just, I want to just add that your life is not a waiting room. You know, this Mm -hmm. is, this is it. This is it right now. Like, and there's no reason why you can't find moments of joy and pleasure and enjoyment in the midst of a a very hard time. It is hard. You know, new parenthood is hard, but there's space and opportunity for pause and stillness and joy and fun all in there too. 100%
1: yeah you just have to find that balance and you have to that has to be a you know that can be one of your values like having balance within your life so yeah definitely important beautiful
0: thank you so much Ashley this was a really great conversation yeah absolutely and thanks for supporting moms this way I wish I had had someone in my life (laughs) and at that point in time I didn't have to kind of create it from scratch you know, from yes. scratch for myself. So exactly. It's really,
1: use your tools that are given to you. Yes. There's support there. You're yes. not alone.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ashley, so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Okay. So thanks for listening today. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast. And if it was helpful, leave me a review that really helps others find the podcast and join us in this really important work of Um, creating a parenthood that we don't have to escape from and creating a childhood for our kids that they don't have to recover from. And if you're listening, grab a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can give you a shout out. Um, And definitely go follow me on Instagram. I'm at PhD. That's where you can get a behind the scenes look at what balanced conscious parenting looks like in action with my family. And plus I share a lot of other really great resources there too.